I can't tell you how many times I've been in Sarah's room and I like had this lesson plan and it just didn't really work out. Like I can look at her and be like, oh, here we go. Like we're going to have to punt and think of something else on the fly because this is not really working very well. And I would never be able to do that with somebody in the moment if we didn't create this culture of collaborative learners and risk takers. Welcome to the Indian Prairie Podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Jovanini, Director of Innovation. And Candy Michelli, Director of Professional Learning. In today's episode, we are excited to welcome two educators from Gomard Elementary. Welcome, Christy and Sarah. Can you take a moment to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. I'm Sarah Voller. I teach third grade at Gombert for the last 19 years. Uh, and I'm Chrissy Ensign. I am the LMC Director here at Gombert. Um, this is my fourth year in this position, but my 18th year in the district. Thank you both for being here today. We really appreciate your time. We know that you work pretty closely together at Gomber in your roles. Can you uh, share a little bit about the collaboration between the two of you as LMC director and classroom teacher and LMC director in a tech liaison? So Sarah and I have a unique relationship. We've known each other for a very, very long time. And so it's great to have the ability to teach together here at school. A lot of what we do uh, is just me supporting and enhancing what Sarah's already doing in her classroom as far as curriculum goes. So I'll attend like their planning meetings once a month, or they'll come out to the LMC and be like, hey, we're doing this and we really could use your help with this particular thing. And then we're able to teach together some of those things that just really enhances our kids learning here at school. So I don't know, Sarah, you want to talk some about the things that we've done together? Yeah, I was just going to say also at Gombert, we have something called curriculum connections. So that allows any of our support staff plus like Chrissy and our specials teachers to access our plans on a weekly basis. So then she can view them on her own time and then also know what it is that we're going to be doing and kind of like see where she might fit in, even if we didn't necessarily ask her for support in a specific area. But in terms of like LMC and classroom, um, there's been so many things that we have collaborated on. Just in terms of like, I know we're getting to this in a little bit, but for wow, Chrissy has always kicked us off with our first kind of like profession, which is a comic book writer. It's a great way for us to launch our writer's workshop, but also for the kids to connect to like the books that they're interested in and engaged in. And then later on during like December time, when we do hour of code in third grade, we do a computer programmer. So she's also connected with our wow during that time as well. On times where we don't have something specific curriculum wise for her to do, she pops in and does tech lessons. So we have an LMC time and a tech time with her. And typically we kind of co-teach those tech lessons. Additionally, third grade does a lot of research. So she kind of goes through how to utilize the destiny with our students in terms of that. And then all of this though, we wanted to make sure to say that it's all something that we are doing together and bopping ideas off of each other and supporting each other the whole time. It's not like, hey, Chrissy, as the LMC director, we're doing this. Can you take care of this for us? It's all like a collaborative, integrative opportunity, I guess. Yeah. And then another thing that we do in third grade is these public service announcements. So there's so many different resources that the students have access to. So Chrissy has done many lessons on those applications. And then we've kind of divided the students up based on what they wanted to use. So there's just like so many things. I mean, she mentioned the makerspace too. 
that we've been able to collaborate on and enhance what the kids are doing in the classroom. Yeah. And I really think too, just when we are co-teaching and doing these things together, like we really are able to learn and support each other in that way when we're in the classroom together with the kids. And so I'll have a plan, but then like Sarah will interject with something that might've happened in class. And then we kind of take it in a different direction. So it's really important for me to kind of know where they are pacing wise, as far as all of their subject areas goes. So that way I can kind of see where is best supportive and really pull out an area where I know that I can enhance their learning. One other thing that she um, didn't mention, which I was really proud that we did this last year during the pandemic. It's a project that we've done um, for a couple of years now, but they do a little monument research in social studies. And the past couple of years, we've been able to have the kids use Tinkercad and design like a like a 3D printed and we 3D print the model of their monument. And even last year through the pandemic, I don't know how we did it, but I was really proud of us that we were able to figure out how to kind of keep that going for the kids. And I could come into their Zoom meetings and teach them the mini lessons and check in with kids. And they were able to kind of take the research piece. And just so we've been lucky to be able to be very creative and collaborative together. And I think it's really, really benefited our students. Yeah, it's definitely a a partnership for Mm -hmm. sure. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And as an outsider who kind of pops in uh, randomly to your building, it's very evident the collaboration between you two and then also your whole building and on how you guys all work together to really support students, which kind of leads us into our next question a little bit. We've talked a little bit about preparing for kids coming back into the building. They're here. They've been here for a couple of weeks. How are your teams adjusting? What does that look like to support their learning and your instruction? From my side, as far as the LMC director goes, I feel like, well, and I think all of us really are kind of taking it slow and going back to basics. Um, A lot of these kids need to kind of relearn how to be in school. And because last year was so different for all of us and all of the experiences that the kids have, we're really taking our time this year, making sure that all those routines are in place, that their expectations are in place. You know, the Chromebooks were all over the place last year. So making sure the students really know how to use that as an educational tool, kind of taking it slow. I've been in all of the classrooms this year teaching digital citizenship again, just because we know how important that is for them to hear that message from the teachers directly again? Yeah, I would just say that we have a staff that's at a variety of comfort levels. And additionally, we have a lot of new teachers. So we just kind of shared a general refresher and really as like a collaborative team, as far as tech goes, we wanted to make sure that um, we made it known that it the importance of the rules, the routines, the procedures, those expectations and that we continue to update our Google site that we have that supports teachers. It's kind of like where they we house all of our tech things that we've ever presented on or shared information about so that teachers can independently kind of go to that first before they have to reach out to us. But overall, I think our school has a big teamwork mentality and that our building wants our students to be independent. And we know that that looks differently at each grade level. And we need to be able to support them and meet them where they're at so that our students can be successful and be good digital 
citizens. So the planning and prep that goes behind the scenes to make sure that that happens definitely takes place here. I do think a lot of, as like Sarah's our tech liaison, I do think that she is very willing to try new things in her classroom. And then that provides me with some feedback as to how it went, what supports kids needed. And then I can take that information and help, you know, in first grade and figure out what that looks like in first grade. So really the two of us have a lot of conversations about how we support our students just technology wise. I mean, overall, we're just super happy to have kids back in the building and boy, does it make collaboration that much easier to be able to stop in her room and see what she's doing, ask her a few questions. And then I'm able to take that right away and put it into practice in another classroom. Gone is the like troubleshooting that we kind of experienced all last year. And we're back to the like integrating and supporting to make learning fun. It's awesome that you guys have the opportunity to see each other and, and work out some of those kinks that maybe was a little bit more challenging last year. Um, you hit a couple things, Sarah, as you were talking about those skills that you're wanting students to have. And independence is, was one of them that you were discussing. Our district has adopted Portrait of a Graduate as a K-12 vision for our district. Can you share a little bit about what that looks like at the elementary level? I kind of made a few notes, mental notes to myself, just in regards to the different competencies. Our entire makerspace, when we have that available, hits on each of them. Then in addition to that, I would say our ELA curriculum and then even our science lends itself well to that critical thinking and problem solving, connecting to themes figuring out characters and how they've problem solved in their situations and the stories that we've read. I think as far as our flexibility and adaptability, our um, second steps and our SEL lessons that we do in the classroom really kind of help our students to be flexible, be growth mindset friends and um, adapt to different situations, whether that be like learning situations, friendship situations, whatever that might be. So those are really key. And then that resilience piece, just kind of always trying to expose them to opportunities, but help them to persevere through challenges and and to be good risk takers. Yeah. And I would just add to that, you know, Sarah mentioned several examples of how our kids are experiencing them firsthand. And I think that that's, what's really important at the elementary and we can talk about it and we can read books about it, but they really need to kind of experience those things. Um, and so like the makerspace is a good example of just problem solving and figuring out different challenges for kids, exploring a world of work, which I know we'll talk about. Um, it's just kind of like exploring their strengths or interests and their values and how that kind of fits into the portrait of a graduate. And then I really really do think that immersion piece too is super important. So we're immersing those kids in people in the world that have these qualities. So in ELA, we see that with the characters and the studies that they do, the biography research that they do. We see that in world of work with the different occupations and what those people have as strengths, interests, and values, and what they can reflect on their own strengths, interests, and values as well. So just, I think that there's a lot of opportunities for kids to really dive deep into those things and have firsthand experiences in an elementary for them to be able to do that, I think is just a fantastic thing for our kids. Yeah. And just one more thing in regards to that is that at at Gombert, we tried to do this the gator way. And so ultimately we want our kids to just be really good humans. And so that citizenship piece, I think ties into kind of all of those rules, routines, procedures, expectations, 
that structure that we really try to put in place these first few weeks of school and review it anytime like short long weekends come by and all of that just to be good people. I, th I don't think you could say it. that is a mic drop moment to be good people that we could all live by, right? <laughs> um, well said. You guys have hit on World of Work a couple of times when we were talking about Ports of a Graduate. Talk a little bit more about how that connects to Gombert and some of the other things that are going on in our district. So all of our grade levels are fully implementing World of Work right now in the month of September. Every classroom right now is doing the strengths, interests, and values. And I know, Brian, you've visited our class classrooms here to help launch some of that with our teachers. And so our kids are doing the, that investigative process. And then later this month and into October, each grade level will take two or sometimes three occupations, and they'll do the investigation into those jobs and those careers. And during that time, we'll learn a little bit about what the occupation itself is. We'll do some study into that. The kids will see kind of how they relate to them. Do they connect with that type of occupation? And then what happens usually is we have an expert come in and talk to the kids about their job. And we've seen these guests come in at every single grade level and it is one of the coolest things. And I wish I had this as a student when I was younger, just the ability to see what it is that's out in the world that I could maybe see myself doing. I mean, I don't know. I didn't start off like wanting to be a teacher right away. And I think that if somebody were to have like kind of swooped me up and showed me that this occupation really fit what I need as a human, I'd be like, oh, I would have done that like right away, but I didn't know that. So allowing that exploration and exposing the kids to these things through world of work has been really, really powerful. I think at the third grade level, we've been really lucky with kind of the careers that we're supposed to explore and the connections that we've been able to make with our current curriculum. Like for example, um, we study communities and social studies. And so that's when we also explore the profession of a real estate agent. And it allows us to really dig into that specific career because it lends itself so well to what we're already doing in the classroom. Some of them we kind of just like do an overview of, but then also in the spring we study habitats and animals and we also have zookeeper as one of our careers. So that is like a full on exploration that we've been able to do as well. So it just, it just, it's so cool to give them that opportunity and to have the ability to bring in the people from the outside and kind of have it all come full circle and really get them exposed to as many different things as, as we can. And I do think that connection piece, I mean, and then that's what I think we do really well here is that we see where we're already doing the work, you know, we're already teaching the thing. And then we can pull and add in this layer of world of work, or we can add in this layer of computational thinking, or we can add in this layer of makerspace challenges. So we're not doing more work. We're just doing better work and work that kids really can connect with and that they will internalize that learning way more because the experiences all kind of connect together. Hearing you both speak, I can hear like the passion in your voice about loving what you do. It's one of my favorite questions to ask teachers in their building, but what makes you the most proud of being a Gombert Gator? I thought about this ahead of time, but I just think that staff and students and kind of our community at large, Gombert is a community of learners for sure. Our teachers want our students 
students to experience success, we want them to be happy and we want them to be challenged. And we know that to do that, we use our expertise in our building that we share, 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 and that um, we use the knowledge of our staff and our community and our own students. And we make sure that the goals that we have in place for them are purposeful and that we put everything in place that we can to make sure that our students can strive to reach those goals. I would echo everything that Sarah said. That's everything that I kind of thought about last night as well as I was preparing for this. I would just add that because of this community of learners that we've made, we've allowed ourselves to take risks as educators and therefore modeling that risk-taking with our students. So I can't tell you how many times I've been in Sarah's room and I like had this lesson plan and it just didn't really work out. (laughs) But seeing that, like I can look at her and be like, oh, here we go. Like we're gonna have to punt and think of something else on the fly because this is not really working very well. And I would never be able to do that with somebody in the moment if we didn't create this culture of collaborative learners and risk takers. And that's really what we've done here at Gomber. And I'm super proud of that because it definitely makes us better educators year after year, no matter how many years we've been doing this. Each year is a little bit different because we learned something new or our kids brought us something new that we needed to adjust. So that environment to work in has been outstanding. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing the passion that comes from Gombert. So kind of our last question as we close up for today, what's next at Gombert or for you guys? For me, I am reveling in the pure joy that I get from reading a book out loud to kids in front of me. I missed that so very much. And so this year I have been really purpose, being very purposeful about the books that I'm reading. And I love, just love that interaction that I have with the students in person, just their reactions and all the little noises they make when I'm reading the book, the oohs, the ahs. For me, I'm just really enjoying being back in person and whatever that brings and however that looks, as long as we're in front of the kids right now, I'm just super happy about that. Yeah, and just to continue to create those aha moments for our students, help them to make those connections to the world around them, explore their interests, be at school and have fun and be happy, all the while making sure that they learn what they're supposed to learn. They're happy. These kids are happy. I've never seen them this happy to be back in school, and it's very contagious. Well, thank you. It's awesome that um, all the things that you shared about the partnership that the two of you have and the collaboration you have with everyone um, at Gomber and all the work that you have ahead of you as well. So we appreciate your time today and look forward to seeing what you do next. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We would like to thank both Chrissy and Sarah for their time today. Their passion and excitement to be with students again is contagious. We would like to thank members of our curriculum and instruction team for their leadership on this topic and extend a special thank you to members of our communications department, Lisa Berry and Clayton Urbanic for making the podcast happen. If you have any further questions, please email your questions to curriculum at IPSD.org. We thank you for your time today and hope you enjoyed being part of the conversation.